Our scripture today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time also to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. May God add his blessing to these words. pray together. Lord, as we come to hear your word this morning, uh, God spoken and of the church gather together and they they have their annual meeting and lots of fun things happen lots of decisions are made and lots of uh you know fellowship happens and i know that mike and others are are glad to be there and uh we look forward to them coming back and and i know mike is is excited about i I got a text from him this morning saying hey don't forget to go to church this morning you're up um so i i was back to him about 750 driving over here. Yep, they're just getting started at the service. I'll be there in just a minute. It will be good to go. And uh, just kidding, I'm, I was perfectly on time. And he said that great things are happening, so, so I'm excited. Not, that's not always what I hear from the annual conference, by the way. So it's exciting to know that, that that's going on. So if, if you're a visitor, I just want to welcome you to our church this morning and tell you we're glad that you're here and, and let you know that we've got a lot of things that are happening. And, and um, we have a website that has a lot of information, and we've got stuff in the bulletin. Take a look at all that stuff before you leave, because there's a lot of things that are, that are coming up. Now, if you look at your bulletin, though, on the front, you see this graphic of this car and this, this 
road trip thing. You know, what's that all about? I want to just explain that to you this morning and talk to you about where we're headed over the next few weeks. You know, Pastor Mike and I had a, had a conversation a few weeks ago about what we were going to preach through after Philippians. And it took us a little while to, to, to figure out what we wanted to do because we looked at where we've been, you know, going through the Apostles' Creed and through the book of Acts and then through Philippians. And what we decided was we've been hitting you guys pretty hard with a lot of heavy-duty stuff. And we said to ourselves, wouldn't it be great just to kind of do something a little, you know, just a little more laid back and, and, and have some fun? And, you know, you know, Mike and I's personalities, we're both pretty laid-back individuals. So we thought that should be easy for us, you know. <clears throat> so, of course, we, we gathered together. We, you know, pounded our heads together for a while. And I don't know where we were. I think we were actually coming back from a summer games meeting or something. We were on the road. I said, you know what everybody does in the summer? Everybody goes on road trips, right? So let's, let's talk about how, how life is like a road trip and, and, and how the church is like a road trip and how faith is like a road trip. And, and we were like, yeah, we could, we could go with it. Because isn't it interesting, through our church, we're, we're basically in that mode, I think, because and, and, we're, we're headed someplace exciting. And so we thought it would be kind of fun to talk about that. How many of you are getting ready to go on a road trip this summer? Anybody? A, a few of you, hopefully everybody, right? It's, it's part of summer. I mean, when I think about summer road trips, the first thought that pops into my mind, of course, is, Clark Griswold, you know, and the great family vacation headed to Wally World. I don't know if you've ever had that kind of thing growing up, you know, where, where, where the, the family's like, usually it's the dad or somebody, we're going to have this amazing time and you pick a destination and you're going to go on this trip and it's going to be exciting and, and everybody's, and it, it almost never goes that way, does it? There's always some problem. There's a breakdown or a dog gets chained up to the car and you forget about him or, or, or whatever, this or that. <clears throat> you pick up some strange person along the way. I don't know what it might be. I, I was thinking about some road trips I've been on in my life. As a, as, as a young boy, my, my parents, they, they thought it would be great to, to uh, have some family vacations. So they bought one of those pop-up pull-behind campers. You've seen those, right? And I remember when we first got that thing and me and my sisters were like, what are we doing with this? You know, well, we're going to go and have family time. We were like, no. But the, when we first got this thing, I remember my dad hooked it up to, to our station wagon. And we were just going to take a little day trip. We were just going to go and just try this thing out. My mom was, was gone, so just me and, and my little sister and my dad. And, and on, you know, pulling this thing out of the driveway, the, the, the trailer hitch that has that, that thing that raises the trailer up, you know, he didn't have it retracted all the way. So as soon as he backed down, I remember it went right into the, to the asphalt, newly finished asphalt in our street in Des Moines. So we were stuck immediately, you know, right in the middle of the street. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. I was probably 12 or 13. So I had some sort of helpful comment, I'm sure, that I, that I made at that point in time. Well, we got that figured out, and we, we took off for the day, and we, we made it to this state park. And, and we weren't going to camp there, so we just kind of parked in a regular place. Because we were just going to stay there, set it up, check it out, have some lunch, and, and hang out for a little bit. And as we're opening this thing up, I mean, it's kind of like a big transformer, kids. You know, it, it, it goes from this little box, it turns into this big deal. And as it was happening, I don't know what happened, but my sister got her hand caught in something. So she cut her hand all up, and she was about, you know, eight years old. So everything was a big production, and she's crying and screaming and blood everywhere. My dad's trying to figure that all out. And then, you know, the stuff that he'd put in the refrigerator, it didn't quite turn on, so the meat was spoiled or something. And it was just kind of one of those trips where he thought, this isn't the way this is supposed to be going down. Well, as we're, as we're getting it set up, the park ranger comes over and he says, you can't park that thing there, you know. So we, we, it was just one of those deals where you say, wow, sometimes trips don't go the way that we want them to, right? 
And I'm sure we can all relate to that experience. You know, each of you has some sort of road trip story, I'm sure, that, that, uh, that you, you've experienced. I have, I have plenty. But the thing that, that, that I've been thinking about is how, especially with this verse that Sue read, you know, the Bible really shows us that life is kind of like a road trip, isn't it? I mean, in life, we're always headed somewhere. As you read from the, the text in Ecclesiastes, there's different times for different things. And, and all of life really is somewhat of a trip. Things don't stay the same. And, and, and we, we find ourselves headed on a trip. Well, not only is life like a trip, but faith is like a trip too, isn't it? Our, our faith is sort of like a trip. We, we, we are taken different places. There's a, an interesting text in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, that talks about this. It says that by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. So life is a trip. And we already read the Ecclesiastes verse, but faith is a trip. And we see where God calls Abraham and and he begins to say to him, look, Abraham, because of the faith that you have, I'm taking you from here to there. Well, Abraham goes. And he experiences amazing, amazing things. Well, also, as we can attest to, not only is faith a trip, but look around. You know, church is kind of a trip too, isn't it? As a church, we, we're, we're on a trip together. We're on a journey. Paul, Paul would write to the, the church in, in the Corinthian, in, in Corinth, he would say this to them in chapter 2, or 2 Corinthians 2, 3, 18. And we all, meaning the church, with unveiled face, Beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So think about that. Life is a trip. Faith is a trip. And church is a trip. Now, what are some elements that all these trips have in common? You know, I think that there's at least three that I'm going to talk about. This. There's more than that, but three that I'm going to talk about this morning is the, are these. The first of, of element is this, that we don't stay in the same place even if we try, do we? I mean, what kind of road trip would it be if we just got in the car in the driveway and just didn't go anywhere, right? That's not a trip. Well, life isn't like that either, is it? We're, we're all headed somewhere. We change. The world changes around us. Others change and there's no stopping it. And I'm going to propose an idea to you that I think is true for every trip that we're on. We are always moving, and we're always either progressing or we're digressing. We're always moving forward or we're moving backward. It's kind of like riding a bicycle uphill. You don't stay the same spot in the same spot, do you? You're either going up or you're going farther down. <clears throat> and life, I think, is like that. Life has many stages, as we read from Ecclesiastes. And sometimes our desire to hold on to a particular stage or yearn for a particular stage that we're not in can, can lead us to frustration and maybe a little uh, frustration for those around us too. Have you ever met anybody who was kind of stuck in one place in life? And while everybody else was, was moving around them and changing, they were unwilling to let go of certain things? You know, I, I was <clears throat> having a conversation with my wife, Stella, on, on the way back from a a pretty awesome road trip on Friday from Davenport, and uh, we were talking, excuse me, <coughs> about stages of life, and we were asking ourselves the question, what is it that you, that you enjoy about this stage of life right now, and what is it that you miss about previous stages of life, and 
You know, we're in kind of a weird stage in our lives right now. You know, our kids are, are 12, 14, and 15. So they're, you know, we're, we're done with the whole, like, you know, bottles and car seats and diaper stage. Have been for a while, you know. And, and done with some of the younger things that happened. But now we're into a different stage. So we're talking about what are the things about that stage. And, and you know, my wife especially, and maybe some of the other mothers can relate to this, she kind of misses that stage where they were younger and, and they needed you for everything, right? <clears throat> I remind her, they still need us for everything. It's just, we just write the checks now, right? <clears throat> it's, it's, there's still a great need there. It's just different, you know? But you go through a change where your kids, you know, you're their whole world, right? And they, they need you for everything. And they, they wake up in the morning, they go to bed at night, and you're it for them. And now it begins to change where now they want to be with their friends and they have things going on or whatever. And, and there's different stages. And sometimes people can get stuck in those stages. And, and that's why, like, if you have, like, a little one and you see her, just grab her and run. Because she'll grab that baby and hang, oh, can I have this baby, you know? Because there's a part of her that misses that stage, you know? And, and as we were talking about it, you know, I'm realizing I kind of miss some of the stuff too, you know? <clears throat> I miss what it was like to come home and roll around on the floor with the kids. They don't like that as much when they get to be 15, 16, right? <clears throat> you know, my daughter's hanging out with her friends, watching TV and going like this on her device. And, you know, I'll come home and, hey, Devin, grab her and throw her on the ground. Dad, gross. But you know what? You know what, though? Just as there are certain things that you miss about stage, there's certain things now that I love about this stage of life. I love getting to have conversations with my kids about their own faith and their own life. I love seeing that they're growing up to become awesome people. You know, I love seeing how, how they make decisions and, and the things that they get to do. It's, it's cool, you know. But sometimes if you get so stuck in a stage or focused on what you don't have, you miss out on what you do have, you know. And especially as we just got done celebrating graduations, there's lots of life stage changes going on for people right here in this congregation. Some of you, you, you're about ready to ship your youngest kid off to college or your oldest kid off to college, and that's going to be different. And, and there, there's all these changes, but one thing is for sure, you have to make a move, right? <clears throat> you can't just stay where you are, good or bad. The trick is to recognize that for as many things as you seem to lose, you also gain many things, don't you? Because Maybe you gain a little more independence or you can gain some ability to see things in a different way. But make no mistake about it. If we focus too much on what we lose, then we miss out on this great trip that life has. You ever been driving down the road and you see something and you're thinking about it and a minute later you kind of wake up and you go, wow, I don't even realize where I just did. You know, sometimes when you're driving, you can get focused more on what's behind you that you miss the scenery that's happening right around you, you know, however you choose to look at it, we're always going somewhere, we can't stay in the same place, think about your faith, right, are you in the same place that you were 10 years ago in your faith, I I certainly hope not, right, because as we grow in grace, as we grow in Christ, we're supposed to become more like Jesus, we're not supposed to stay the same, you know, the things that, I, that God was working on me when I first became a Christian shouldn't be the same things he's working on me all these years later. You see, God talks about the fact that, that we're on this journey. 
that Christ is taking us. But he doesn't say that it's going to be easy all the time. He says there's moments where it's going to be tough. But make no mistake about it. If you're stuck in your faith in one place, recognize that that's not the way God has intended it to be. And then certainly when you look at our church, you know, we're, we don't stay in the same place even if we try, do we? I mean, we could keep the carpet and the paint exactly the same for, for 50 years. And you've probably been in churches that look like that, but pretty soon it starts to fade. It starts to fall, and it doesn't look as nice as it used to. Things don't look the same as they used to. People change. The church changes. Everything changes. And you have to recognize that you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. But you don't stay the same. I think that's really important for us to understand and grasp because we are on this journey and there's nothing we can do to change it. Secondly, we all have a destination. We're headed somewhere, right? I mean, you don't just take a trip and, and, and go nowhere. We have all have a destination. In your life, you're headed somewhere. Do you like where you're headed? In, our, in your faith, you're headed somewhere. Do you like where you're headed? And as a church, we're all headed somewhere too. You see, Christianity is about heart and life transformation. And that's not a one-time event. It's a journey if there ever was one. And as we begin to grow more and head toward our destination, which the Bible says is Christ-likeness, we're going to begin to to feel differently and act differently and, of course, think differently because God's working on us. So as you move down the the, the journey of life and faith and and church, we get a little more miles under our belt. We become more experienced. Things change because we have a destination. We don't stay the same. Everyone has a destination, even those who choose not to think about it. And wherever you are in your life and in your faith is the result of the road that you have put yourself on. We're all headed somewhere. And if you don't like where your road is leading you, then pick a different one. You see, that's the thing. We, we are not, and we'll talk more about this next week, but we are not just passengers riding down the roads of our lives. We have all sorts of opportunities to take off ramps, on ramps, to go different directions. And each of us, whether we want to admit it or not, has made choices about the destination that we're headed on. And we have to be real about that. And we have to ask ourselves, hey, where is the, 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 the road that I'm taking leading me? And if I don't like it, maybe it's time I change roads. We're heading somewhere. I want you to think about that in your own life. Where are you headed? Are you headed toward, toward a, a place of isolation and, and desolation because you're too focused on what's in the past and you haven't been willing to, to, to embrace the, the present? Or, or are you headed somewhere with chaos and, 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 and craziness because you, you haven't thought about the future and you haven't planned very well? Or maybe you're headed someplace that's really, really awesome and exciting because you've, you've done well to make good, wise choices and, and, and you're, you're enjoying yourself. Hey, you know what the beauty of it all is? is? It's never too late to turn around. It's never too late to pick a different road. We've all got a destination. And, and Jesus never promised us that the destination was, or that the road to the destination would be easy. Remember, he said the road to life is narrow and few find it. 
But still, it's a road worth traveling. So, so pick your destination and, and pick the best road because you have to head somewhere. And then the, the other thing I wanted to bring up about your trip is this, and some of you relate to this. We all have to make choices about what the trip is going to be like, don't we? Now, there's two types of people in this room when it comes to road trips. There are those of you who enjoy the road trip. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You love getting in the car with the family or whatever and taking a long trip. You plan games, you pack snacks, you know, you, you have all these really neat little stops planned along the way. And like, you know, you get in the car, it's like, all right, let's just take it easy. We don't need to be in a hurry. We can just be leisurely and enjoy the ride. We'll take the back roads and it'll be great, right? There's, how many of you are like that, right? And then there's others, usually, usually the, the men, who have two things on their mind when they get in a car with their family heading somewhere. Coffee and speed, right? We are going to get there. We're going we're gonna to make good time. We're not stopping, you know, and every time you, you're, come on guys, you know what I'm talking about. Every time you, you roll up on one of those little billboards that says, hey, antique store two miles ahead, you know, you just go, oh, please don't let her see that. Please don't let her see that or a Dairy Queen or something like that, and the kids are like, can we stop? Can we stop? You know, you just want to get where you're going, right? Some of us even plan our trips to leave in the middle of the night so we can just fly, right? And, and, and we just want to get there, right? There's, you know, think about that. Is that, is that how, we, how we live our lives? You know, see, there's some people that are so focused on making good time, and there's other people that are more focused on having a good time, you know? And here's the deal. I, I think that you don't have to pick one over the other. I think it's possible to have both. Now, sometimes crazy things happen on road trips, and, and you know what? Things that are unforeseen happen, and, and it's tough to, to do one. But, you know, the truth is you have to make a choice about what you're going to do. You've got to make a choice in your life about that. Are you going to be the kind of person that lives your life to have a good time or to make good time? You know, some folks just go through life, and all they care about is having a good time, and they never seem to get anywhere, Right? It's just one party after another, one fun thing after another. And when you say, well, where's all this taking you? Ah, who cares? We just want to live it up, right? And then there's other people that, man, they never relax for anything. All they care about is, I'm getting to where I'm going. I'm moving forward, and it doesn't matter. I'll have a good time later, right? Which one are you? Are you, are you, are you living your life to make good time or to have a good time? Well, your faith can be the same way too, can't it? I mean, some people enjoy their faith like crazy. They love living for the Lord. They have great time in fellowship with people. They have a great time studying God's Word. They look for things that are exciting to them, and they, they just enjoy being a believer. When they, when they come to Sunday morning, it's not a have to, it's a get to. It's like, man, I get to worship God. I get to give. I get to serve. I get to praise God. You've met people like that. It's wonderful to be around them right? And other people, when it comes to their faith, it's just miserable. And they want to be so disciplined and so focused and so just diligent because it's so important. And I think to myself, wow, are you having a good time or are you making good time? I I think we got to have both, right? You know? Well, let's talk about the church. When it comes to church, you certainly understand this, right? That there are some people in the church that you know, we're on a trip. Let's face it. We're headed plenty of places, you know, 
and, and some of us are, are, are concerned with just having a good time, you know, and, and some of us are concerned with, with making good time. I remember I had a, a, a church meeting one time where we did this big, like, brainstorming session. We invited all these people to come together from the church, and right in the middle of the meeting, I scheduled, like, that we would all just drop what we were doing, and we were all going to go bowling, right? It's like 50 of us from the church. So young and old, you know, whatever, the whole deal, and nobody had any idea. It was a total surprise. So we're in this meeting, and, and right in the middle of, like, point number three, I said, all right, everybody put your stuff down. And, you know, we're going to head out to the bowling alley and we're going to take a break. And some people were like, awesome, this is going to be fun. Well, I remember there was this one, this one sweet young lady, okay? And when I say young, I mean the opposite. And she, she looked at me and she says, what are we doing? And I said, we're going to go bowling. That's just ridiculous. We don't come here to bowl. We came here to do the Lord's work. And we're going to get it done and then we're going to go home. You know, just like that. And I was just like, I looked at her, I said, will you knock it off? No, I didn't get it. I just said, I said, I said, well, I'm so sorry that this isn't exactly what you wanted. No, I, I don't know. I was, I was younger then, so I was probably more like, yeah, just get in the car. Let's go throw a ball at some pins. You know, we're going to go have fun. See, there has to be room in the church for both, doesn't there? You know, because let's face it. If we're just all about business and all serious all the time, then, then what's the fun in that? You know, because here's the other thing on our trip. We don't want to lose anybody, right? You ever lose anybody on a road trip? Hopefully not. I'll tell you a story in a minute about a youth trip that I took. Uh, but <clears throat> hopefully we want to pick up some people along the way, right? Because here's the deal. When, you ever see one of those party buses rolling down the road? You know, we do a lot of weddings, and we see, and sometimes we get to go on those party buses and stuff, and, and people are, are having fun on those buses. Sometimes they're having too much fun, if you know what I'm saying. So they're on the buses going, they're yelling out the window, hey, we just got married, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes I feel like I just want to get on that bus and go wherever they're going because they're having a great time. Wouldn't it be awesome if the church was like that? If when people saw us coming to worship or leaving worship, they said, wow, those Methodists are having so much fun. Got to find out what that's all about, Right? Now, you know us. We're going to work hard. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do what we have to do. But man, let's make some choices to have a good time along the way. You know, when you go on a road trip with people, one of the things that, that, that is, is really neat is you get to have conversations that you don't normally have, right? Because you're just sitting there in the car. And you get to talk about things that, you, that life's too busy and you normally wouldn't. You know, I think we have to protect times like that for, for, for us to do that in the church. You know, when you, when you head out of this service... Head downstairs. Enjoy some coffee. Enjoy some donuts. Get to know some people. You're on the trip. I mean, look around. This is like a big church bus driving down the road, right? We want to have a good time. We want to make good time. You got to do that. I remember we took a trip coming from Chicago with a bunch of teenagers. We went to see a concert downtown Chicago. And I had this big green bus that I was driving. It's a 1981 international former prison bus. Okay, and this thing was a was a manual transmission, and I'm driving it right, and I got a bus full of teenagers in the back, and we're coming out of it. We're coming out of this concert. It's late at night. It's probably nine, ten o'clock at night. And we got to drive back to Davenport. It should take about three hours. Well, I go to put this bus into third gear, and it sticks in third gear, right? Which means I can go, I can go between about twenty-five and twenty-eight miles an hour, no more, no less, because if I because the clutch is gone, and, and if I stop, we're dead, and I can't start us, and I can't go any faster. So 
we're heading back on I-88 Tollway. Now just in your mind, travel with me there, okay? What's on the tollway? That's right. How are you going to deal with that, right? So I'm, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm one of those guys on a road trip. I'm the coffee and speed guy. I hate stopping. I just want to make good time. It's like, no, kids, don't drink that. You can't have any water. You can't have any 30-ounce Mountain Dew. Of course, you have to go to the bathroom. You know, just sit back there, keep your head down, and we're moving. You know. So I got all these teenagers on the bus. If we got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, we can't stop. I don't care what you do back there. I don't want to know. But we're not stopping. We don't have a church bus anymore. I don't drive those things. Um, But... Sometimes you got to do what you got to do on these trips. Some of you are like, who are the people that hired this man, right? (laughs) Well, here's the deal. When you live long enough and follow Jesus long enough and hang out in church long enough, I can tell you something like that. You'll have stories like that. You'll have stories of church things that went crazy or church things that went awesome. You'll have stories in your life of, of times in your life where, where things went exactly as you wanted them to. And then you'll have stories of times in your life where things went completely different for the better and for the worse. And in your faith, the same things will happen. You'll have moments where you feel like you're on the mountaintop. And then you'll have moments where you feel like God is so far away from you that you can't even figure it out. Gang, that's what it's all about. But either way, you make choices about whether you're going to make good time, whether you're going to have good time, whether you're going to do both, or whether you're going to do neither. And I say we do both around here. What do you think? God's got a vision for us. He's got a destination for First United Methodist Church. And we're all on this trip together, you guys. And we don't want to lose anybody. We want to pick up a few along the way. We're going to have a great time. It's not always going to be easy. There's not always going to be where we can see what's around the next corner. If we did, we'd probably be scared to death. But we have this as a promise from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that he will never leave us or forsake us, that he will get us to where we need to go, that he's going to resource us, and that he is going to be with us. What more could we ever need on a trip? So are you in? Because this thing's leaving we're going. The question is, are you coming? I pray to the Lord that every single one of you will, because I'm telling you what, it is going to be one for the books. It is going to be a phenomenal trip. God's got great things in store for us. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about what kinds of trips we take, and and we'll see a little bit more about how exactly God is going to guide us and direct us. So be ready for that. But as you leave this place today, I want you to walk out with a smile on your face. I want you to have some conversations and I want you to enjoy yourself and look around at the great scenery because God has got a great trip in store for us. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord God, you have called us to great things and to great places. And Lord, you've given us a great group of people, Lord, to travel with. And God, we ask today that you'd help us, Lord, with everything that we have going on to make good time. Lord, we want to get where you have us to go, but God, we also want to have a good time. So God, fill us with joy. Fill us with excitement. Fill us with anticipation because we know that although the road might be tough sometimes, God, the destination makes it all worth it. 
We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.